0: Hi, everyone. My name is Greg, and welcome back to the podcast, My First Season. In this podcast, I interview travel writers and people who work for resorts, hotels, cruise ships, and airlines, and we'll talk about their experience in travel and tourism. My guest today and I have never worked together. I met him, of course, where else but on Facebook, and uh, we have a lot of mutual friends in common, I see. His first season was at uh, Sandpiper in 1990, summer of 1990, as an animator. You probably all know him from Circus, but I'll let you tell
1: him his interesting way
0: into Club Med. Everyone, please help me welcome Mr. Car Carlos. Carlos, brother, how are you, sir?
1: I'm doing just fine. Doing just fine. How about yourself?
0: good thanks for agreeing to come on the show i see we have a mutual friend in common with uh with rick ross so clearly uh you know i guess we need more friends right now <laughs> i'm just kidding we love you Rick. we love you rick i know he's going to be listening to this so i don't oh, want to get any angry letters from him okay oh yeah so uh, i guess you know how this works we're here to talk uh, uniquely about your your first season we'll talk about others as well so i hear you have a very interesting backstory so i was wondering if you could take me back in time to 1990 uh, where were you living what, what were you doing for work and how the heck did you find out about club med
1: back in the old time machine Uh, years ago i used to be a clown uh, an acrobat on ringling brothers barnum and bailey circus
0: okay can i stop you there can i stop you there how the heck did you get into that like what's the process <laughs> to get into ringling brothers barnum and bailey like how how old were you when you wanted to do this how, you got to tell oh, me that. that
1: that's a whole nother story in and of itself well Can you short, shorten it a little just what, what sure about? i'll make it i'll make it really brief uh i had never wanted to be in the circus <laughs> okay i actually had scholarships to go to college for theater that's what i wanted to do but my senior year in high school i was in my law class and the girlfriend uh, a, a friend of mine had gone to see the Ringling Brothers show. She brought in the program from the school. And as she was sitting down at her desk right next to mine, the program fell out onto the floor. And I said, hey, can I take a look at that? She said, sure. So I was just thumbing through looking at all the pictures, thinking, oh, these are really cool pictures. And I saw a postcard from their clown college thing. I had no idea what it was. I used to love watching Laurel and Hardy and Buster Keaton movies, but that was it. You know, I always loved making people laugh. That was fun as well. So I copied down the address and wrote a letter back when you used to write letters. And I said, Hey, what is this about? I want some information. So they sent me an, some information and an application. Well, as a joke, I filled it out because you know, I had no skills. I didn't know how to do anything. And um, so I sent it in as a bigger joke. They accepted me. And really? so I got a phone call. One, yeah. I got a phone call one day saying, Hey, uh, they're asking me questions about my application, which I thought was pretty standard. You know? Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. I see you missed the auditions. Like, well, Yeah, the auditions were in New York. I'm living in Rhode Island. I missed them by two weeks because I didn't really know about this. The guy's like, oh, that's okay, that's okay. But, you know, we'll teach you everything you need to know. So we look forward to meeting you. I was like, wait, you look forward to meeting me? Does that mean I got in? He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, congratulations. You've been accepted to the 1987 class of Clown College. It's like, what? But but," he's like, when's this start? He's like, oh, in three weeks. What? (laughs) So I had to spend a week and a half convincing my parents to let me go instead of going to college. Uh and they begrudgingly let me go. And so <laughs> and, and so then you have to read
0: college to go to clown college, basically no, like I, had I, to tell I, had,
1: I hadn't I had even started college yet. It was this oh. was in the summer. It was oh. I, I literally just graduated high school and I forgot about this thing. I got the phone call on a Saturday. And uh so my parents were like, No, you're going to college. I said, Well, wait, this thing is only like two and a half months of training in the summertime. There's no way I'm gonna get into the circus. I'll just go down and do this for the summer. Come back, go to college. And I like, almost at zero hour, they agreed to let me do it. I went down, stood there with, with a bunch of people who had known about this stuff for years. They were like, these are magicians or jugglers, or they were all clowns, or they all knew about this stuff. I was like, the only one there, like, I just found out about this a couple months ago. So I figured they made a mistake. Like, they're going to make it, they're going to be like, hey, wrong guy, wrong Carlos. But no. And uh, I just got. I I busted my butt and worked really hard and was fortunate enough to get offered a contract at the end of that and ended up joining the circus. So I went from graduating high school in June. By September, I was living on a circus train and traveling the country as a clown and acrobat on Ringling Brothers, Barnum & Bailey Circus. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's a
0: (laughs) really original
1: story. Okay. So I didn't choose circus. Circus chose me. And And then from there, I was on the road with a guy uh, uh, named Max when he left the road. I don't know how he knew about Club Med because I had never heard about this place before. But he'd gone on to Club Med and was working as an animator. And he came back to visit us on the road and said, hey, guys, if you ever leave the circus, call this number. This is a great job. They'll pay you to dress up in costumes and run around a resort. I was like, all right. So I copied the number down and you know kept it for months on end because I had no plans of leaving the circus anytime soon. But then when I finally did, uh, I was at home in Rhode Island, going through my, emptying out my bags, and all my boxes and found a number that said Club Med John Shelley. So it's like, oh, uh, let me call this place. And I called the guy up, said, yeah, we're doing interviews. Uh, in and like next week you can come down to New York. I'm like, sure. So I hopped on a train, and went down to New York to, uh, for the interview. And uh, they go around the table asking everyone, like, what's your experience? Why do you think it'd be a good fit for club med? And people are like, well, I taught tennis or, you know, I'm a robotics instructor or someone's like, I ride horses. And John pointed at me and said, well, what do you, what can you do? I said, well, I was a clown in the circus. I just left the road about three months ago. He's like, oh, really? Huh. So at the end of the interview, everyone walks out and they're leaving and John grabs him by the shoulder and says, hey, we have an immediate opening as an animator in Sandpiper Bay, Florida. Can you be down there next week? And I was like, well, sir, I didn't even tell my parents I'm in New York. So can you give me two weeks? He's like, we'll give you two weeks. So I took the train back up to Rhode Island and said, hey, folks, I got another job. They're like where? Florida. Club Med. Like, what's that? So I had to explain it to them what I was doing. And that was it. Packed my bags and headed to Florida.
0: Wow. Okay. Wait a
1: minute.
0: So, so you, I'm, so I'm guessing you never went to a club bed before on vacation or
1: never. I, again, like, again, oh. I never heard of clown college, okay. I, you know, joined the circus <laughs> and I'd never heard of club med before either. You know, I didn't, we took, we took camping trips, you know, we're from a small little town in Rhode Island, man. <laughs> we never, oh, our vacation, our vacations were just literally in town or going to Boston and things like that. But I mean, I'm from a large family. There was no pack the family up and go to a resort. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> well
0: as you're talking I'm I'm slowly seeing the similarities between Clown College and a resort of Club Med. They're very very similar, which I'm sure you'll you're going to get into. <laughs> wow. okay, so did did how much did John Shelley tell you about okay, maybe you knew what you were going to do, I guess animator, but what uh, did he tell you about? Well, you got to work 7 days a week, 16 hours a
1: day. Did he tell you anything? <laughs> Again. Well, no like when, when Max was describing it to us he just said it's it's pretty much the same things like you're you're living in the resort you work every day it's like well that's just like the circus not a big deal. He's like yeah you just dress up in costumes you got to do these little, you got to do these little things like entrance to restaurant or passage I was like what's that? It's like oh you put on a costume and you just run around the resort like huh? It's like yeah you just think of, think of some ideas that you want to do any kind of characters you want to be like improv you just just go and do that I'm like uh, all right so when I, when I got down there, I just so happens I was replacing a guy named Pat Badestini who was the uh, animator there because he was over, overlapping his contract and was trying to get out of there so he can get down to his next resort. So I basically landed there going, hi, I'm Crow. He's like, hey, I'm Pat. You're replacing me and I'm going to give you a quick run through of everything you need to know, like a crash course in animation, and then I'm out of here. So he, he literally just ran me through for like, I think it was like a, it's so long I feel like it feels like maybe a week if that and then he was gone and so i'm I'm there with a team of people that knew Pat loved what Pat was doing and I was kind of halfway through a, a resort because everything I kept doing like well pat did this pat did that funny I'm like hey look I don't even know what I'm doing he just handed me a book of ideas and took off like good luck kid and I'm like huh? <laughs> and spent oh I was freaking out like oh, I would have. I got myself into. Were you able to I rem- bring
0: any of your numbers from the Ringling Brothers to
1: club? Well, I, yeah, I mean, I'm, some of the skills that I had. Yeah, I, I brought some of the things like that with me, which is, you know, you know, i mean, juggling physical comedy and things like that was fine. But it was just more like Pat gave me the book of like, you know, tried and true gags and routines they would do throughout club meds like here. This like, is what someone gave to can me. You give me an I'm to you.
0: Can you give me an example of some of the early 1990 uh, gags they were well,
1: doing? Well, well, just some of the crazy characters you could be like. Say, like, you know, one thing people will do because at Sandpiper, you know, you had the raptors in the restaurant. It's like, yeah, we dress up as mountain climbers. And you just come on in, you know, put some frosted makeup on your face if you're cold and bring a flag and a bottle of wine and just, just climb along the seats, climb along the tables, climb up into the raptors and you know claim the r- restaurant in the name of france or any country you can think of I'm just like what he's like yeah yeah you can do things like that I'm like all right or on a fake snow outfit and cross-country ski down the beach as people are just laying out their suntan i'm like that's oh okay you know entrance to restaurants all the, uh, the games we would play where we would have uh the water ski lessons where when people would come out of the restaurant and go hey um are you guys planning on water skiing today? Well, yes, we actually are. Well, you know, the water ski dock's kind of busy right now. So if you, if, if you let me, I can give you some water ski lessons right here. Then you let them know that you've already talked to me. And they'll let you just go straight to water skiing without giving you the, the, the lesson on, on the deck, on, on, the, on the dock. Like, oh, okay. So, you know, we hand them a little, the line to hold on to. And have them, you know, sit on the ground and put their knees tucked inside their arms, and I'll pull on the rope and lift them up off the ground, lower them back down. So oh, that's really good. That's really good. Let me get you up a little bit higher. And I have to get them standing all the way up. I would have someone sneak in behind them with a bucket of ice water, and I would just drop them right in the ice water and just take off running. It was like I was like, we could do that. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, it works all the time. So I was like, all right. So it was that. So it was a lot of skits and just practical jokes. I loved it. It was great. It was wonderful.
0: So after a few weeks, I guess, of, uh, you know, acclimating and and getting used to it, and I guess talking to other GOs, finding out what countries and exotic locales they visited, were you a little irked you got sent to Sandpiper or you were just having too much of a good time to care about that?
1: Actually, no, because what what I liked about Sandpiper was it was, it's like, it just, it eases you into the Club Med system. You know, it was like, it'd be one thing, I spent my entire, I spent two years of my life living on a circus train traveling the country. All right, so that was kind of a, a whole different thing from where I, from you know, my little town in Tiverton. So to go from that and be dropping on Tropical Island, I think for me, would be a little too much. I'm like, let me just ease my way and see if I like this. I don't want to be stuck in the middle of this, I don't know where. So the thing about Sandpiper was nice because you got a feel of it first before you went on to you know, different places So you left the country. Because I had never left, I mean, the furthest I've ever gone out of the country was Canada. You know, when I was in the circus, we, we crossed the border into Canada, to do a show there and back that was it so <laughs> i you was live- kind of a little yeah, i was a little scared <laughs> to leave the country i'm like eh.
0: you so, visited canada and you live to tell the tale nice
1: yes yes oh that's a whole nother story too oh <laughs> that's a, <laughs> okay we'll, that's a different one we'll get, we'll get to that <laughs> but, it, but the funny thing about it was when i was down in sandpiper you know dealing with the being in the middle of a season where some of the people there had already been with the animator and they loved pat pat was a very funny guy and the funny thing is Pat's here in California, and we ran into each other just randomly, and that was a, a really funny experience as well. But anyway, you're dealing with people going, well, Pat did this funny, or Pat did that, Pat did that. And I'm going, man, they don't like me here. What have, what have I done? I, I got to get out of here. So I remember going through the payphone. Remember payphones? Yeah, back when there was payphones. And I was calling my dad like, dude, I don't know what I did. They don't they don't like me here, man. I'm trying this. And they keep saying, Pat did this, and Pat did that. And I, I don't know what to do. My dad was like, you signed a contract? It's like, yeah. So he gave you a word. I was like, yeah, daddy's like, well, you better stay and hung up. I'm like, what? And <laughs> so I was like, well, I got to tough it out. So about a week, week and a half later, things started to flow. You know, I started to get the idea and the gist of how everything worked and fell into the groove of club. And I was like, all right, all right. I love this place. Oh, this is great. And then. Just Fell in love with it afterwards.
0: Did you get days off in the circus? So, or so was the pace of Club Med, you know pretty easy on, for you seven days a week?
1: Well, on ringling, you, you do get days off, but that's only when you travel, you travel days because you, you go into town, you you set the show up. You it depends on what, what route you're on. If you're on the, on the rodeo route, they call it that because you're either ahead of or following a rodeo, so you're doing small jumps. You're in a town like Bloxy, Mississippi, for three days. Train rolls in, we break the train apart in the different sections. Unload everything into the arena, set the arena up, which takes like eight to nine hours. You do the show. And then when the show is all over, like the very final show, we tear the entire thing down, which takes about two and a half, three hours. Pack the train, get on the train and take off to the next town. So your days off or your travel days, and usually a little bit of a day off uh, when you pulled into town, you got a couple hours before we had to set things up. But it was still just a hard grind. We did 550 shows a year, you know, and the shows were two and a half hours long.
0: So you were you were well suited for then Club Med life. I'm oh guessing. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and, and like Club Med for me it was like you know you're doing something you love. So the funny thing about it was Club Med wasn't work for me. I was the animator man. I got to play all day. I got to, that's all my jokes. I just get to play. Yep, just get to play. This is easy, <laughs> you know, playing dress up and playing practical jokes all day long. Love it. So
0: so you're you're walking around the village and then you see a circus a trapeze. So what do you what do you do next?
1: I saw, when I first arrived at San Piper, I was for the first couple of days, I was just running around doing, just learning what I had to do as an the animator. Then one day I walked over to the uh, circus pavilion. I saw Bob Christians there. And I talked to him. I said, hey, you know, I used, used to be in the circus. I was in Ring Brothers and, you know, people we may have known and things like that. And because uh, Bob actually was a flying Japanese artist in the circus himself years prior. And uh, from that, he was like, well, what are you here for? I'm like, well, I'm an animator. He's like, well, how come, how are you going to get a circus contract? Like, why? Well, didn't know you guys had a circus contractor that wasn't even offered to me and they said they needed an animator so he's like well we could use you over here at the circus so I ended up doing a lot more circus stuff and, and was on a duel there and also got a dual contract in but where I was just doing animation during the day and then doing a flying trapeze show because I could do it and doing circus shows because okay, I, you know, okay. I had the background to do that. Okay as well. can I
0: just ask a question so did you learn trapeze while you were at wrinkling did you learn it at club Med?
1: no i learned i had the basic of trapeze just because of an act we did in we were performing at clown college but i did full flying trapeze i learned that at club Med. true fl- flying trapeze yes so club you
0: Med. are the flyer or the catcher
1: i still well back then i was about 155 pounds soaking wet so okay. i flew but I, but but I was strong enough to actually catch as well. But most in semi, I did a lot of flying. I did, but I did mostly the I did the skit. I did a little comedy gag as a as the as the animator. Okay. I would just come in as a, as a character and interrupt the show and do the knee hang catch and return at the same time. I did that bit. Okay. But then during the circus show, we had a casting rig, which is basically a miniature flying trapeze. So I did that in there and we did a mini tramp act and things like that. So. Right. So you're doing
0: animator now slash circus. So you probably didn't really want to switch jobs at all then because you were doing two of them, right? Like, I'm sure you looked around at, Hey, the Landsport guy, that looks cool. Oh no, no. I, you I was, ha- I
1: was you were very happy. happy with what okay. I was doing. Yes. I was very okay. happy with what I was doing. You recall who the, uh, your chief of village was your manager? In Sandpiper at the time it was Abdel Zwari was our chef de village okay. and uh Howard McCarley was doing his stage in Sandpiper. So we kind of, Oh. Uh, uh answered that Howard in the mornings, but you know, the true chief was was actually actually Abdel.
0: Okay. That's right. Okay. Mm. Um Did you did you get a nickname your first season at all? Did you earn a nickname? Come
1: with it. I was just I no, I was just a village idiot. That's what I, that's what was on my name tag, Carlos <laughs> Regus Village Idiot. That's what I named myself. So coming from the circus, <laughs> did you have
0: any kind of culture shock whatsoever from your first time in the resort?
1: No, not really, because, you know, in the world of circus, it's a pretty diverse world. I mean, you got people from Poland and, and, and South Africa and uh, uh, Bulgaria, Russia, Romania, you know. So to go there and just get the sandpiper or get the club, Med and go, oh, you guys are from Mexico and France and Jamaica. And oh, all right. So it was it was pretty wild uh so it was an easy transition uh for me the cool thing was just having to learn another language like i got semi-fluent in french now it's completely gone because i've never had to use it since i left the club but that was kind of cool
0: did you speak any languages other than english when you got there
1: no i took I, well as a child like i'm half i'm half spanish so as a kid we spoke spanish up to a certain point then we kind of stopped which made my mom pretty mad and uh i took french in high school but just because I wanted to learn French because one day I wanted to move to Canada. <laughs> That's a whole nother story. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, I learned enough French to pass the class, but i never got, I never used it when I got to the circus. And then when I got to club med and they said, you know, we do lessons and we do uh, meetings in French and then depending on what the primary language is for the resort you're at was French and English or French, Spanish and English when I was in Cancun and Xapa. So my French, that I learned in high school kind of helped because it was easier for me to get a grasp of French because I had a little bit of a background from school. Approximately
0: how long were you at Sandpiper your first season? How many months?
1: I did I did a full season, full six months.
0: Okay, so you would have left around October, November, I guess something like that.
1: Something around there, yeah. Then I okay. got shipped shipped out to Cancun.
0: Okay. Did you know you were gonna? Ha- so did you do shows while you were at Sandpiper at all?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I, we did it like every show. Like eighty show, we did Perry um, Perry. We did. Um, flash cabaret when they used to have that uh yeah i think i was like i think as an animator you pretty much were in every show every night you're something like that you're doing fashion show you're doing all kinds of stuff did
0: you ever have a uh a passage and anime animated animator passage go awry or like your did you try something that someone else suggested it didn't go as well um like the guest i don't know i guess had a bad reaction or every or was uh
1: it? yeah
0: <laughs> like some not everyone what? has a good sense of humor so it's usually like hey that's not funny or you know was <laughs> just curious um if, uh, he had one that got uh, away from you if and if you can repeat it, but if you can't repeat it, it's cool. No problem. <laughs> I, I, I,
1: I will make, I will, I will. You can tell me after we, we,
0: we, we finish this and I'll stop the recording and then you can tell me. <laughs> but yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I don't know how to, huh? Cause you know, yeah, you know like, I, you know, the feather you trick,
0: you know, the feather trick that you tickle people when they're sleeping. Some people don't find that. Fun. Oh so yeah. Oh, well, hey, I had someone
1: cheese. get mad at me for the, for the, for the water ski lesson, the, 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 uh, even, even though
0: yeah. even though they're about to get soaked anyway, uh, you know.
1: Like- yeah, but I guess they didn't like the fact that it was ice cold water that it fell into. And they, I mean, and then they jumped up, grabbed the thing, tried chasing after me, but there was no way they're going to catch me. The <laughs> whole time I'm running going, hey, hey, you have any friends? We can get them. They stopped like, have got a buddy we can get. I'm like, great, let's get them. <laughs> so I had that one and, and someone got mad at, or oh, they thought they could get me. Because, you know, as an animator, you can see when someone has already knows the bit you're going to do. Cause you know, a lot of our guests have been here before they've been to club Med many times. And, um, you know, I don't know if you remember the gag where you would say, Hey, outside the entrance to the restaurant, Hey, um, would you like to win a bottle of champagne? Yeah. yeah. What do I gotta do? Just take this ping pong ball and headbutt it has got to bounce one time, uh, yeah. <laughs> land in a champagne bucket. You know, you get a bottle of champagne for dinner. <laughs> so you throw one ping bong ball, two ping bong balls, and you throw the egg they headbutt the egg. <laughs> yeah. Well I classic. Yeah. I did the first one, I did the second one, and I just saw the look in this guy's eye, like, and I thought to myself, oh, he knows this. He knows this. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I tossed the egg and yep, lo and behold, he grabs the egg and he tries to throw it at me. And I happened to have, I don't know what was next. I had something that was able to put up quickly and block it. Smack! And it's like ah i was like look man i'm the animator i know these bits man and i could tell you knew this bit come on <laughs> man, you can't get me i get you, you know?
0: did you ever do and, that my, my favorite was the old uh, i don't know if it was a nickel or quarter on the forehead or nose you had to drop it into a funnel in your pants i mean that, that's that's my
1: favorite uh, I, I had that one my favorite my favorite one was was that was a plate to your chin mm-hmm. and I, I i give me i tell you like give me a, a letter in it Think of a letter and a number, and just do exactly what I do. So we can connect our minds. So I grab a plate. Either be a plate in front of you, a plate in front of me. Pick up the plate, put the plate to your chin, so I can see the bottom of your plate, and you can see the bottom of my plate. So you're like tapping the plate, you're tapping your forehead, you're tapping the plate, you're tapping your cheek. You're just doing all that stuff. And I come up with something like purple seven. Guys like, nope, nope, nope. It was blue fourteen. Ah man. Okay, here's your drink ticket. Here, here's a wet wipe. And they're like, thank you. And they walk away. Well, on, on the bottom of their plate with candle soot. So they just okay. basically yeah, yeah. and just sit all over their face. Yeah. <laughs> so that was one of my favorites to do. <laughs> I had a good mishap. Remember the the water ski show? Yes. That we'd have to do. And it, well, as animator, I did the shower ski. Yep. Uh, well, you know, in Sandpiper, you got the lagoon with all the gators in there. So you're sitting there. You know, as uh, the the skit was, uh, I'm pretty much on natural, but with a gigantic wig cover, covering my my frontal area. It's just a big wig. Sewing on to like a dance belt type G-string thing. Mm-hmm. So you're sitting there in water, just looking around, hoping the gators don't come get you. And then they're like, go, go, go. So they take off and I'm coming up out of the water while the wig was soaked. So it was hanging down by my knees. So I'm holding on with, and I'm not a great water skier. So I'm on these old rickety skis that's got a, a scoop on the back which shoots water up the hose to come out of the shower head. So that's dragging one leg behind you. I've got my wig that's supposed to be up covering me is down by my knees, and and uh, I think it was who was running the jet boat. It was either Ruper or Rick? One of was running the boat, looking back, laughing. So they're going even faster as I'm trying to hold on and grab the wing to cover myself as we're coming around the corner where all the guests are at. Like, slow down! And just trying to cover myself. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I hated that routine. I hated that routine. <laughs> well,
0: that, that brings me to my next question because you mentioned water skiing.
1: So I was going to ask you if you,
0: <laughs> you got to learn any uh, new skills while you were there. So I guess you. Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, I, I learned how to water ski. I learned how to sell the catamarans when we do the rum runs and things like that. Yeah. So oh, okay. I learned that. Yeah.
0: Where did you do the uh, rum runs too?
1: We would take the catamarans up, up the Port St. Lucie River, you know, hang out there you know, and, and drink some rum. Okay. And then load the thing up and just race all the way back to the resort and try not to, you know, flip the things over. Just going as fast as you can, get up on one hull and just get a nice little humming sound on the hull of the boat and bring it in and see who won for the day. That was fun.
0: So considering your your circus background and you mentioned uh, you wanted to go into theater in college, correct? Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that you were pretty much an extroverted guy and eating meals with guests probably for you three times a day was a chance to perform or you, you, you weren't, you weren't shy at all, right?
1: No, uh, no, no, I wasn't shy at all. Because again, it's, it's, it's two different things. It's really bizarre. Like if I'm out on stage or out there doing my thing, I'm absolutely fine. I'm okay in front of a crowd doing all that stuff and always entertaining. But normally I try and just keep a low profile. I'm a bit of an introvert in some ways too, you know? If I'm not in front of a crowd, I'm just kind of hanging low and doing my own thing. So it's like, you know, if I'm in my room, nice and quiet, doing whatever, but once you walk out the door and Club Med, it's like, showtime, here
0: we go. And- so how often did you dance before Club Med? I'm getting, I'm getting to crazy signs. So so did you dance Uh-oh. a lot or not at all?
1: Oh, dance? Oh, yeah. I like to dance all the time. I used to dance all the time. My mother was a singer and dancer in Spain. She was a performer, so all the time she put on music. We'd all dance around the house. We used to have Motown dance parties in our house. So, well, I'm guessing, but
0: she yeah. wasn't doing the the duck dance, though, right? So, how, no. So, no, how do no. you uh, how do you feel when you get to the duck dance and you got to do it?
1: Oh come on, fingers? man, it wasn't bad. Well, again, it, <laughs> it wasn't As bad. animator, it, no, as animator, it, it was my job to do it. So it's like, all right, I guess I got to do it. So, <laughs> I didn't mind it. The hard thing was learning all the crazy signs That was, that, was oh, the, well, uh,
0: that Well that is the duck dance is a crazy sign So I'm saying like did you have a favorite or a least favorite
1: Well let's see Aga do I like that one I got to do, You do, do, did do. Oh, Yeah Lord. I like
0: that I Aga uh, don't okay next Really <laughs> You didn't like that one No god no <laughs> Oh. Do you like it? Do you like any of that move? Any energetic ones? Because I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, yeah, I didn't start in 1990, but I was just curious, like, crazy signs of, of that of that year. Like, what were they? What were the popular oh. ones? of?
1: Uh, oh, what was the, uh, um, what was this? Um, I'm trying to think of this song. It's completely slipped my mind. What's this song we <laughs> did? Uh,
0: yeah, you probably did it like a thousand times. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is this song?
1: The, 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 uh, Oh my I'm, it's, got, I'm it's, hearing... got a good, it's
0: got a good beat. I don't know if I can dance
1: to it, Carlos. Okay. Oh.
0: It's okay. We'll we'll come back to that. One. I can't think of a
1: song. We'll come back to anyway, it. Anyway, sorry about
0: that. No, no, no problem. No problem. Uh did you have any employees or managers that, that stood out to you your that first season that made a really good impression on you?
1: Other 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 GOs?
0: Yeah, it could be a GO, could be a chief of service. Didn't matter. Anyone that you were like wowed by their work work ethic, you know, I would got say, the um, job done.
1: Uh, <laughs> I would say my buddy Brian. Brian, a.k.a. The Edge Aiton. He and I, uh, the he itch. was the sound. It. Yeah, well, that was his nickname. He was The Edge.
0: Why? Because he liked you, too? Or...
1: He was edgy. Uh, no, just he just back then. He was just always on the edge, man. He's just doing. Oh, okay, just, okay, got it. Okay, he's just always on the edge, but, but on
0: the edge in a good way, right?
1: Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On not good, like on not, not, not like he
0: had a bad temper or anything. Okay.
1: No, 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 okay. no.
0: Okay, no,
1: no. the edge. Okay, that's but, pretty cool. But the funny thing is, like, I think we were were we crossing over? I think Brian and I we only worked in Club Med for together for three three months. Okay if that yeah three months and he left excuse me he was i think he was at the end of his contract something like that but the funny thing is we've been friends for over 30 years wow i mean I, i've known people i've known like you know i went to school with you know we lost contact but brian and i like we worked together for like three months became really good really close friends he's like i'm out i gotta go home i'm, I'm kind of done he, he had done several seasons prior to sam piper and he was just kind of ready to go on to the next phase of his life like all right well see you later. We exchanged numbers. And so he was gone, but you know, Club Med was my, my Sandpiper was my first resort and I had plans to go on and on and on. So it was like, ah, thanks buddy. You know, got your number. You got mine. Yeah, we'll talk. But you just kind of assume as time goes on, maybe we'll talk maybe we won't anyway after i'd left the club med system and i was i had went back home to rhode island and came out to california brian was going through some stuff and actually found my number and just on a whim he decided hey what ever happened to carlos so he gave a call to my parents in rhode island saying hey is carlos there like no, oh, he lives in california he's like what so he called my number that my parents had for me in california he's like you're in california i said yeah he's like where are you he's like i live in california i live in redondo beach like what and we went down and met each other hadn't seen each other in like in about a year and a half or so. And, you know, rekindled our friendship and we've been friends for 30, 30 plus years. Yeah.
0: Wow. Awesome, man. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Did any so we, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. That's, I mean, I just find it really funny. Cause we, we had talked about this about a year or so ago. I was like, I can't believe we only worked together for three months and yet we've been friends for 30, 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: that's one of those good club med stories, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It has a happy ending. Did any celebrities go through there while you were there i mean i'm sure you met your share in the circus but i was just curious if a, a, in
1: sandpiper if you Eddie in
0: sandpiper no not in sandpiper okay we'll get to the other uh, the other seasons um do you have any like funny clean appropriate stories from your first season other than the uh, the animated passages you told us did uh, i don't know anything happen on an excursion with you it doesn't have to be funny i guess
1: oh well see the thing is is like the, the weird thing about when I, when i was in club med i never did an excursion oh really Okay. Yeah, I was like in Sandpiper. I think where everyone, where a lot of people will try and take off and do things or try and get out of the resort. I think I left the resort twice. Yeah, wow. wow. One time, one time, one time, uh, Howard took the team out for lunch one time, just as a celebration because we had had a really a long week. It was just a lot of guests coming through, and we just we we're just banging out good shows and whatever it was. So we took us out for lunch one time off the resort, which was pretty wild. And then there used to be a there was a, a mall not too far away from the resort and i left the resort one time just to pick up some props that i needed other than that i never no oh, no and i actually no and i actually got to go to uh, i got a I, I got a trip to disney world because i did the splits uh, during a show a dance routine i did with rosaria which was abdel's wife wait intentionally well well yeah, I, uh, you can do this the No, okay. no. Well, that's
0: what I mean. Did you do them intentionally or unintentionally?
1: Did you no. do the splits? Okay. <laughs> and you I a free couldn't trip. do the splits, but in the dance routine we were doing at the yeah. very end, Rosario yeah. would kick up to the splits and drop to the ground. And because I was a partner, I had to do the same thing. Boom. And then we grab a wrist, pull into each other and embrace well, I've been trying. It's like, Rosaria, I'm not very flexible. So every time I try to do the split, you know, I guess the regular ones with one leg's in front, one leg's behind you. My crotch was always about a good eight to 10 inches from the floor. And she was all, I mean, she was very flexible. She was all the way to the ground. Boom. And I kept stretching and trying I'm like, Rosaria, I can't get any lower than this. She's like, you have to. which well, has a beautiful Italian accent, which I can't do. But she was like, but you have to. It's going to be so beautiful. At the very end of the dance, I kick up and drop. You do the same thing. And then you know, we pull in for the embrace. I'm like, please say this story. Uh, so I, uh, happy so ending I'm, to, I'm Winston so over here. Okay. <laughs> so, so we do, we do, the, we do, the, we do this beautiful dance. I'm silly. Even the night of the show, it's like, I'm I'm still way up there. I'm, I'm not able. So we do, the thing happens. I lower from the ceiling. We do the beautiful dance. And here comes the very end. She kicks up, drops down. I look at her. I kick up. I drop down and get all the way to the ground. I pulled the garbage out of my groin. I grab her wrist. I pull her in for the big embrace, and I'm squeezing her because I'm in pain. And boom, I hug her. I'm like, "Oh my goodness, I think I tore my crotch." <laughs> we embrace. We get up. You know the whole adrenaline, the energy. Take our bow. We walk off, and I was like, "Oh!" So a couple of days later, she was like. I feel so bad. We're gonna give you two days in Disney World. I'm like, okay, that was worth it. So I got to go to Disney World.
0: <laughs> and then you had to do this show every second week, I'm guessing.
1: Oh no, 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 okay. no, no, no! I said okay. you retired. I, okay. I, I, I was like, I'll, I, I did that routine once, and I'm not doing that again. Okay, so that was it.
0: All right, so you come to your, uh, you come to the end of your first season there. So do you have like a dream sheet, or do they ask you where where do you like to go next, Carlos?
1: Yes. I what did, what did you sheet? ask for? I asked for Cancun. Why? Uh, because, you know, every time you turn on TV in the in the 80s, it's like, welcome to Cancun. You watched, was it the 70s or stuff like that? It was like, to, Fantasy Island, we're going to Puerto Vallarta or Cancun. You're like, you heard about Cancun, Mexico. Cancun, Cancun, the place to go. So I saw Cancun. I said, I want to go there. And that's what, what I filled out. Animator? Uh, yes. Uh,
0: so approximately how long did you spend in Club Med total?
1: Uh, I spent. Um, let's see. I was Sandpiper for six months. Cancun for two or three months. No, less than that. Well, roughly about three three years
0: months. in Club Med or, or less than three years?
1: Uh, uh about two and a half, you know, two and a half years, something like that. Yeah, because uh-huh. when, when I finally when I got to Excalibur, that's when the Gulf War broke out. And they did a hiring three. so no, one, if you hadn't left to your next resort or left to go home, you were st- stuck where you were at. Okay. So I think I did like a year and a half, almost two years. Yeah.
0: Okay. So can- Cancun, you went to to be an animator. Did you ever change e- jobs at all? No,
1: no, I, I never. I went I went to, uh, to Cancun for uh, for what I thought would be six months, uh, but I don't know if I can tell that story. But anyway, no, I, no, I got, we'll, we'll get to that one later. It, it wasn't it wasn't a bad thing, but but it was <laughs> nothing I did wrong. Okay. But uh, uh, but from there I ended up, I ended up going to Exapa, and and, and when I got to Exapa. It was interesting. As I, when I went to Exapa, I was going as an animator again, and was walking around Ixtapa and I was going down to the. I knew they had circus there, but you know went walked down, and I saw uh Brent von Rinsberg, who was the uh, chief of circus there. Wait, and he just say, so wait, wait, wait,
0: hold up. Can you say that? Can you say that name again?
1: Brent Von Rendsburg.
0: He sounds like a James Bond villain. Is, is that his real name?
1: Uh, yeah, his real name. Okay. He's from okay. South Africa. Cool. He was from South Africa. Okay. And sorry. it just so happened, Brent happened to be one of my instructors when I was in clown college. He taught me uh really? trampoline and yeah. And taught me trampoline and Russian swing. So I was, uh, I was walking down and I look up, I said, Brent. And he looked down and said, Carlos. So he jumps down and runs like, what are you doing here? Like I'm the new animator. like, no, 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 you're doing circus. Like, well, I just did that, and i was like, I don't care. So, we ran up to Andrea and said, Andrea, I need him in circus. Like, we need him as animator. And, and I was on another duel. I'm saying, like, All right, here we go again. So, <laughs> wow, okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, so of all the villages, uh, do you consider one to be a favorite, but more in the terms of uh, magical? I don't know if you ever used that word. Do you think back to say maybe it was my first one because it was special?
1: Or do you use um, that word at all? That's so hard. It's so hard to say. Well, I loved Sandpiper because it was it was a nice ease into the Club Med system. Made a lot of really good friends. I mean, you know, that's where I met Rick at. Rick, Rick and I worked together in Club Med. And, uh, uh, you met, you met Rick,
0: Rick Ross and Sandpiper?
1: Yeah, we, we used to call him Rick from Mars back then Rick
0: from Mars yeah. was he a good as a yeah. water skier as he always tells me he is, or or uh or, or was he uh, is he sandbagging it? Is he really that good? Because I've never seen him ski.
1: I mean, How'd I mean, you... I guess, I guess he was, you know, he's back a, then when he could ski. He's a
0: good pool <laughs> skier, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, oh, yeah, he can go from demo? one pool to the other. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he was good at that. That one foot up, he got that. No, he's a good skier, he's a really good skier. <laughs> but uh uh no, I like I enjoyed Sep River. It's just like I had I had great memories in Sandpiper because for me Sandpiper was kind of going away to summer camp and we did some pretty wild stuff there. I guess we can say it now because it's been thirty years and they can't bust us for it. We stole the jet ski boat one time.
0: Shh. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, you mean you mean bor- borrowed right? Because you brought. I mean it back. yes,
1: we okay. we bought it. We we brought we brought it back. But oh, yeah. that was a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was uh, uh can i tell that story it's not something bad nothing horrible
0: oh yeah as long as you but, don't na- name names yeah
1: okay. oh no 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 no
0: yeah i'll just say i
1: clean and appropriate okay. yeah no it's, it's completely clean clean completely appropriate <laughs> okay. but one day we decided hey we're gonna we're gonna go up because if you can go further up you go to the beach you can get to a beachhead so a bunch of us i'm not gonna say who but i was there with some other people we borrowed the boat and went up and uh Got to the beach and we, you know, laid our, our tire down on the beach and jumped in the water to have just you know, to swim around and have a blast. It was late. It was at night. So, you know, there's no lights on a jet ski boat, on the water ski boat, things like that. So we're splashing around having a good time. We're like, oh, we better get back before we get caught. So we go back, grab all of our clothes, put them back on, get on the boat, and we start heading back down. Suddenly we realize we're getting kind of itchy. All of our clothes got infested with sand fleas. So now we're itching like crazy, getting eaten alive by these fleas, trying to go down river quietly because there's no lights on the boat. And if you get caught, that's a lot of trouble you're going to get into. So we're all like scrambling around, itching. We get back to the resort and we got to, you know, take off quietly and race to our rooms and get all these things off and clean ourselves off. And just, we're all just miserable, eating alive, like just eating alive. And then like the next day in meetings, uh, they made an announcement, they know, someone had borrowed the boat and it's best and they know who it is. So it's best that we just come to the office and talk to them now and they'll go easy on them. And did they, they didn't know who got that boat. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cause no one showed up. <laughs> no one confessed. Sure, <laughs> so all we alone. got away. We yeah. got away with it, but the legend lived on because the next season someone tried it and they sunk the boat. <laughs> ah! Ooh, brookies. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're like pure amateurs. Come on, people.
0: But Okay. So now, and I don't want to talk too much about this because you agreed to come on my other podcast, but after Club Med, okay. he may an actor and a stuntman. True? True. Okay. So yes. So Carlos has agreed to come on my other podcast, my pop culture entertainment called the Butcher Bay Rejects. And uh, of course, with GA's permission, I'm going to post a link to that in the XGO Facebook group when we uh, when we record that so we're the story will continue carlos is not mm. finished with me we're going to go in the second half of his career and uh, he'll talk about what it's like to be a stuntman how he trains for that and actor so uh, for this podcast carlos i really want to thank you for sharing uh, your club med's origin story with us uh, did you have a good time
1: i had a great time now you're oh, right. making me miss club med again <laughs>
0: <laughs> so do you have any advice
1: i just want to know do you get the same thing like every once in a while in the summertime when the wind blows just the right way and you get like the smell of like, just like suntan lotion, just something, just the wind blows just right. It just reminds you of that day you were like standing out in a resort and just felt like that one breeze. You're like, Oh yeah, I want to go back really bad. does that ever happen to you? Uh, well, no,
0: not in summer. I ironically, it happens every winter when it's minus 40 here in Montreal, I go, Oh, what an idiot I am. And then I really, really miss uh <laughs> Club Med, oh, but yeah. you, don't, you
1: don't you don't get like that flashback, like like a, like a smell that goes that brings you right back, like no. whatever it is, like a, a smell in the resort. Oh
0: no, but I'll tell you what what happens to me, and I I know I know it's happened to Rick Rick too. Is I have a dream where I'm locked in a dream for an entire day at Club Med, but I'm not I'm not on vacation. I'm working, and somehow I, I have to leave the village, and I forget my passport in my safe. This has never happened to me, and I keep having the same dream over and over again. Is that, do you ever get the dream? You're back at Club Med working.
1: Oh yeah, I've had that before. I had. I had it. I had it so real. It was so real that when I got up out of bed, I was literally depressed the entire day. Yeah. Like I like I got up. I was like, okay, I'm dreaming that I'm at work, but I'm late. I better get up and get to my my. I better get up and get to the restaurant, and grab some breakfast before I miss my meeting. And I got up like, went to go grab my stuff. I was like, looked around my room, like, what am I doing? Where? Am I? And I was so disoriented, like, where? Where am I? I couldn't believe I was at. I'm looking around my own house, like I couldn't re- remember. I'm in my own house, like, no, this is. not this isn't my room in Club Med. Oh man. Yeah, uh, to this I'm day, I, to this day I
0: still have this dream where I'm I'm back at Club Med working and I for some reason forgot my passport in my safe and I can't leave. I've never done that. I never forgot my passport. Yet I keep dreaming that I forgot it and I can't leave the village. So maybe I'm doing it on purpose. I don't know.
1: <laughs> uh, did you now you work Sam every yes?
0: No, never. I uh, actually always was afraid to get sent there, but then I realized, well, because of you know citizenship and all that, I said there was probably no way I'd ever get sent there. But then when I got to visit it on vacation, I thought, oh my God, you guys get to see movies? You have a mall? Because I was so used to being on an island with nothing, right? So uh, ah. so at the end Ooh. there, I, I did visit it in 2003 for the first time.
1: I got one quick story. You got time? One yeah, really sure. quick one? Sure. Okay. In in, in Sandpiper Bay, uh, a, a buddy of mine and I, uh, a guy named uh, Tuck, he was... The uh, state uh, uh, set designer. Uh, we had a Bombardier was, was coming down the sandpiper to Sandpiper to show off their new jet skis, the new watercraft that they had, they huge things. So they had uh, representatives and dealers coming from all over the country to come down to Sandpiper to get a look at this brand new, you know, personal watercraft that Bombardier came out with. And so they were they were doing a, a pickup at the airport. So my buddy Tuck and I came up with this idea for these two characters named Nick Nevada and Vic Vegas. I was Vic Vegas, he was Nick Nevada. Now, Tuck had this thing where, for some weird reason, the hair on his chest kind of grew in the shape of a heart. So if you kind of penciled it in and used a little mascara, it would be more of a shape of a heart. So we found these gaudy, gaudy, tight-fitting clothes, shirts, you know, I had a really horrible uh, fake mustache, but I used to have a lot of hair back in the day. Well, Mother Nature took that away from me now, but big, huge chunk of hair on my head. So we go to the, we go to the airport, dressed as these characters, we sneak onto the bus, after everyone else gets on, and we act like we were two representatives from Nevada, from Las Vegas, Nevada, here to buy these jet skis. You know, you know, be one of the reps to purchase jet skis for our shops and stuff like that. And we're just talking all kinds of garbage. So, uh, and we, when we did this, with the permission of, of some representatives from Bombardier. So yeah, we just want to act like we are people interested in buying the things. Like oh, so he gave us all the information, like how we talk about how many units we wanted to buy. Like he gave us all the lingo of what to say and what to do. So we were these two annoying guys from Vegas. Just pestering everyone that was all these reps that were coming down here. And people were just wanted to kill us. <laughs> and the guy from Bobati was just laughing, watching us go around from each table, like, are we doing it right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go say you want a unit of this. So we just come up with these grandiose numbers and whatever we wanted to buy. Just <laughs> really annoying people. And like next day, showing up at the pool with these skin tight shorts on where all these nice all these representatives were hanging out and all the reps were hanging out, trying to enjoy themselves. And we were just walk around just being annoying and just just driving people crazy. Later on, these two characters show up at one of the stage shows that night. You know, that's it. Everyone gets a big laugh. Life rolls on. Jump forward a, uh, about a, a year and a half later, I'm in Newport, Rhode Island back home. And I'm walking down Newport, Rhode Island with some friends of mine. And some guy walks past me and goes, hey, I know you. And I was like, hey, man, look, you probably got the wrong guy. Because you look kind of angry. I'm like, you got the wrong guy. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just here with my friends. He's like, no, no, man, I know you. He's like, no, I am nobody. I'm just hanging out. He's like, no, no, no. You're Vic Vegas. It's like, what? It's like, you're Vic Vegas, aren't you? I was like, e- e- Yeah, how would you know that? It's like, I was in SAP man as one of the guests today. That was hilarious. The crap you pulled on us. That was so funny. I was like, oh my God. You remember that character? Like, oh, it was hilarious. You almost got us. We believe you were gonna buy a bunch of units from us. Oh man, that was hilarious. Like, whoo! I thought you were gonna kill me, man. <laughs> But I was just so wild to to run into someone that yeah a, a character we, we did and he remembered it so that was pretty cool. Well,
0: you got some stories, my friend. Yeah. Uh, oh, I got. got I'm hope, I, I'm got, hoping for some good stuntman stories too and some acting.
1: Oh, uh, I, okay. I I got a few. Uh, right. I can tell you. Can I tell you the one that got us in trouble? the, the passage we did that got us in trouble? Is that are we off air yet?
0: Well, <laughs> no, we're still we're still recording. But if you think it's uh, an appropriate story of no name, well, it's, it's,
1: okay, wait, Well, no, no name. I mean, it's something, okay. It's something horrible. Okay, uh, we had we had a big tennis tournament going on. All right, uh, this was when Pat was teaching me how to do stuff. And it was a big tennis tournament going on at the time for uh, a razor blade company. And they also sell shaving cream. I won't say the name was there during the tennis tournament. So Pat and I dressed up, you know, they had all kinds of press and coverage and this, that, and the other. So Pat and I got the stupid idea to dress up as ladies of the evening, full on makeup and, you know, skin tight dresses and whatever, just horrible. And we were walk around to everyone, you know, walking up to people like, hi, how are you? you are like, what the heck is going on? We'd, like, we'd slip a prophylactic thing and go. I'm in room 315. I'll call you later. <laughs> and you're like, what is going on? And we just click clack off there. and we're just going to everyone doing that stuff like that. And <laughs> we walked away. They're having a good laugh. And Abdel <laughs> calls us into his office, like, what are you doing? like, it was a massage. Like, do you know who that was and what was going on? Like, no, man, it was just a good passage. Like, don't ever do that again. Like, but but what, but, but. <laughs> So and we look, we look, we looked horrible. We looked horrible. <laughs> but i blame pat for that because he was teaching me so i can blame pat for that one anyway (laughs) okay
0: Okay, we're going to stop here because I'm sure these just, these stories just go downhill from here. Okay. <laughs> always, always check for the Adams apple guys. Okay. So everyone, that was Mr. Carlos. But like I said, his story is going to continue on butcher Bay rejects. So I'll make sure everyone gets to hear that. So Carlos, I want to thank you again for sharing your club med story with us. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much.
1: You're very welcome. Hopefully it was useful for you. <laughs> it was, sir.
0: It was, we're going to put that up soon. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. That was Mr.
1: Carlos from California, and we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.